0: Thank you for tuning in the Canvas Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson St. Ford. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Canvas Podcast. I ask that you are gracious with your listening. The quality was not the best during this recording because of our over the internet audio meeting. But I still felt like this was an installment that had to happen and would be very resourceful and eye-opening to those listening.
1: Awesome. Well, Melissa, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Canvas podcast. I really appreciate your time. Um, How was your day all in all? Pretty good. And for those who are listening, can you share your mission and tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: So, um, I am wanting to take the term disabled and uh, I guess upgraded it uh, and happened to be talking to my cousin and we were trying to come up with some 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 new terminology um, and she said, I like the term uniquely abled and it's And so I created this hashtag on my Twitter account called Living Uniquely Able, and I put it on my Twitter and my LinkedIn, and it's probably on my Pinterest, too, I think. And Um, and,
1: and sorry, for those who um, don't know your story, can you share that?
2: So I'm um, I'm blind, and I do wear hearing aids, but I usually wear the hearing aids outside the house because I don't really need them in the house. But I do kind of need them outside the house for, like, if I go somewhere and it's, like, like a place where I could be out of the hearing range, like a mall or some place like that. Um, so I have retinopathy at prematurity, which basically means they give me too much oxygen. So
1: there you go. And during your journey, uh, we talked uh, a little bit before the podcast episode, and, you know, I truly believe that there's always someone along the way or someone looking over your shoulder that um, support and words of encouragement. Who was it for you that really impacted you during this journey? Uh,
2: I guess my cousin. Well, she's not like, well, she's really my mom's cousin, but she's mine also, and we're, we're both artists um she goes by the name Queen Barnes and she's a playwright and we, we we um we you know, we talk not not every day but we do talk a lot and we we worship we we keep the Sabbath so we worship on Saturdays and we, we just you know, even though we're like in different states but we we just spend a lot of time together on the phone and stuff. Not not every day but when we when we get together it's like we get to talking and Sometimes she'll have to stop me and say, "Okay, I have to go," and it's like, "Oh, oh, uh, okay," <laughs> you know, or you know, and he, so we 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 get to talking, and time can just fly by.
1: It's always good to slow down and enjoy life and enjoy those that are around you, despite you know, having her in your life to really encourage you, what was it that pushed you to inspire others who similar situations and stories?
2: I guess just noticing how inaccessible the world is as far as, like, people with disabilities. I mean, of course, my disability is not like I'm not, like, in a wheelchair, but it's still some inaccessibility. I could go on somebody's website, and just because it's accessible for you know, somebody who uses large print does not mean it's accessible for me because I use a screen reader and, it and you know, depending on how the site is set up, it may not be accessible for me, but it might be accessible for someone who uses large print. The the screen readers don't really work well with, like, sites or anything that has, like, a whole lot of graphics or, yeah, or a whole lot of images, so... Like, I have an Instagram account, but I can't even use it, and I have a TikTok account, but I can't use that either. So, wow, yeah,
0: <laughs> Melissa shares a story that is out of sight and out of mind. Her story is peculiar and it shows us how a population in the world is living even in the age of technology and social media and connection
1: it was the inaccessibility that really inspires you to go on this journey and create this movement and this hashtag uniquely of is that correct yeah uh
2: yeah and just wanting to make a difference and you know get people to realize you know the world needs to be more accessible and mm-hmm. I mean, I think some people are starting to realize it, but then, then I run into companies where I'll say, uh, you know, I have a a, a rate sheet, because I, I started partnering with a company called Ability Anywhere, and the lady who runs the organization, we talk to sometimes, and um, she helped me to create a rate sheet, and so um, I have this rate sheet, and I did run some things by Neil Schaefer, and um, he made some suggestions as far as adding to my consultancy services, like talking about social media and making that more accessible. I literally just attended a webinar a few weeks or so ago about accessibility and social media, so that um, when I mentioned that to him, he was like, you should really think about making that part of your services, too. So, it's like, you know, making, making companies more aware of, you know, that their services need to be more inclusive. I mean, um, I'll contact the company and I'll say, your site is not accessible and I have a rate sheet and I can help them make it accessible and they'll say, uh, we'll get back to you and then that's it. I, I won't, I won't ever hear from them again. It's like, are you, is anybody listening? I mean, I feel like sometimes the only people who are listening are those who are in the community and those who want to help the community. And everybody else is just like, will you go away and leave us alone? No, I'm not leaving.
1: I think a lot of times people just, they get lost in the sauce. And (laughs) they don't think about, you know, other people with different situations and other people dealing with different battles. It's it's like, it's, it's like, you know, out-of-sight, out-of-mind kind of situation. Right,
2: and then you tell them that their stuff is not accessible, and then they try to make it accessible, but it's like you can tell it's like, it's like they only did it, you know, it's like an afterthought. Okay, if we need to make it accessible, otherwise they'll take us to court. But they don't do it, they they really need to do it from the ground up. They need to make their site accessible like right off
1: the box. One, making it from the ground up having it as top of mind, but two, you know, cultivating humanity. I think when we create a more accessible world, just like we create a more convenient world, we become more inclusive, we become more diverse. So, you know, when it's all said and done, what would you want to accomplish? What's your ultimate goal? So,
2: let's see. Well, one thing I would definitely like to accomplish is um I'm also a member of Toastmasters and I'm um currently working with some speech therapists. Um and one thing I would like to accomplish is I would like to uh end up as a TED speaker. Wow. Um and you know, talk about accessibility and I I still need to figure out like what my signature speech will be not just for Ted speaking, but just, you know, so in general, so I have a signature speech, and I came came up with some ideas earlier today. I was thinking to have a speech talking about how um, advocacy is the key to accessibility, so like making the world more accessible, you sort of have to advocate um, for for it to be made accessible, and... I um would like to possibly look at turning that into a TED talk and I want to get more more of my audio content out there and um I um I'm also an author so I write well I write um speculative fiction, I write, I call this genre dark intergalactic culinary thrillers, and I write uh, other speculative fiction, but I also write nonfiction dealing with accessibility. So I want to uh, look at um, creating, not necessarily like blog content dealing with accessibility, but I want to look at like creating like lead magnets, like white papers and different things dealing with accessibility and just, you know, I guess making the world more, more aware. Because I think some people they they don't realize, yeah, we can use computers if we have the right software and the right tools and they're successful. We, you know, what we're blind, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't use a computer, you know, or different things.
1: I think that, one, you need to know that I'm rooting for you, and I'm, I'm not sure how many people have told you that before, but I would love to see and hear one day that Melissa is doing a TED Talk, and she's talking to an audience of thousands about accessibility, and I hope that that propels the listeners and the thought leaders and the innovators to implement accessibility in the products and the services that we use every day. I think you have a great mission and I think you you have the right mindset and you just have a lot of courage and I admire that. Um, I've never dealt with inaccessibility but Having a background with a felony conviction does, it does close the door on a lot of opportunities as simple as employment or, or housing or programs, even volunteering is, is, it's not the same when you have a felony conviction. I've been blessed to have everything that I need and to have a career out of being a visual storyteller, doing photo and video. But I I felt, you know, what it's like to almost kind of feel like an outsider.
2: I guess I kind of feel like an outsider, too, because it's like the world, I, sometimes I feel like the world was not made for people like me. It was made for, you know, those who... Who, who who are considered normal and able-bodied and can drive a car and, you know, and I can't do that sort of thing, <laughs> you know.
1: But the one advantage, the one peculiar thing that we have is our story. And I think the more we tell it and the more courage we have to share our stories, the more we begin to see the impact that our stories bring to the world and the more we get, begin to see our place in the world. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, um so like my writing coach, one of the members in, in the group that my writing coach, uh, has created, he taught me the modern day Helen Keller, and I will happily take on that label. Because, I mean, I'm not like deaf like she was, but I do have you know hearing difficulties and so and so I'll happily take on that label and I feel like I need to kind of leave leave a legacy behind you know uh, I guess kind of take on her legacy and con- con- sort of look into continuing where where she left off if I can you know and then another thing I want to look at doing is possibly. Having my voice license so that it can be on Alexa and Google, and not 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 my podcast, but I mean like so that people can, so that I can be the voice of Google and Alexa, because uh, I'm also in a group called Open Voice Network, and there was a guy a few months or so back who came on, and he was talking about voice and representation, and he was saying that the people of color like me and, you know, different ones, we are not represented as far as, like, our voices are not represented um, in the voice assistance area. So I, when he said that, it made me think I kind of said, I guess I need to, I need to add that to my list of things to do and represent the people here.
1: <laughs> you know what, Melissa, the one in, in my short time of, meeting you the one thing that i admire about you is the willingness to join groups and join cohorts and masterminds that help you in in areas that you want to develop or that you find important to you now
0: i want to take a moment to share my admiration for melissa's courage and boldness in this fight for accessibility And I also want to share how much I've learned from her in this short time of having this conversation. And one of the most important things I've learned from Melissa besides her fierceness and her courage is that she is constantly surrounding herself around others. And what that produces in her life is accountability and execution. She's constantly being an ear, and she's constantly having an ear. She's constantly surrounding herself around people that are not afraid to push her and push her beyond some limiting beliefs that she may have. So if there's something that you can take from Melissa's story, it's that when you invest into group learning and surrounding yourself around others that are ambitious, and seeking connection that will hold them accountable you learn to grow together you learn to stay off the island you learn what it looks like to have accountability in your life